to better understand the Bible? How can you grow as a Christian and find personal peace? What happens at the second coming of Jesus? What is the relevance of Bible prophecy today? How do you identify a cult? What happens when you die? Here is your opportunity to find answers to these and many other questions by exploring 30 not only relevant but life-changing topics that await your discovery. Welcome to Search for Certainty. I'm glad you could join us. I'm your host, Gail Fong, and with me in the studio today is Hannah Nakagawa. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you, Gail. Our study today is entitled God's Church Identified. Truth for Today's World. According to a recent handbook of American churches, there are hundreds of religious groups in the United States. Each one professes to represent God. Each one claims to be teaching truth. Obviously, these churches with their conflicting doctrines cannot all be right. The average person is confused by this bewildering array of churches. Some people have even concluded that the discovery of truth is extremely personal. They argue that truth is a matter of opinion. You have your truth and I have mine, they say. This leads us to some important questions. Does God have a true church today? Does it make any difference which church I attend? And if God has a true church, how can I find it? This lesson will help you answer these important questions directly from the Bible itself. Throughout history, God has always had a people who followed him. These loyal and committed followers have composed his church in every age. But before we begin, Hannah, would you open with prayer for us? Sure, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise your name. We praise you because you are the God of truth. Father, as we open the scripture and learn from you, please pour your Holy Spirit upon us. And I pray, Lord, that your um, truth will set us free, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you will guide this lesson. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, our first question we're going to look at, Hannah, is how does God identify his genuine followers in the early beginnings of Old Testament history? So we go to the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. The Bible said, And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Wow, so make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. Yes. Because... They obey my voice Mm. because Abraham obeyed my voice. Yes. Wow. Well, interesting. Abraham was faithful to God. Mm. God desired to acquaint the nations of this world with a knowledge of his truth through the family or church of Abraham. 
Abraham's son Isaac passed God's blessing to his son Jacob, and Jacob's twelve sons became the founders of the nation of Israel. Israel was the church of the Old Testament. Mm. Well, Hannah, how does God describe his special relationship with Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 6? Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, it says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. So you are a holy people. Mm, Holy people. God is saying by that, he's saying you're unique. You're different um, as God is unique. And set apart to be separated for a special relationship mm. with God. Yes. Mm. They are chosen and, oh, I love it. It's a special treasure above all the people. Mm. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Treasure is very valuable. Yes. So God sees so much value mm. in those that are obedient to him. Amen. What two things identified Israel as God's chosen people in Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9? It says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generation with those who love him and keep his commandments. So there it is. Yes, who love him and keep his commandments. Although at times the Israelites were unfaithful, Israel remained God's chosen people Mm. or church throughout the Old Testament. God's people or church are described, Hannah, as you have emphasized, as those who love him and keep his commandments. Commandments. Mm. Well, Moving to the New Testament, Hannah, what instructions did Jesus give to his New Testament followers in John chapter 14 and verse 15? Sure, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So in both the Old and the New Testaments, God identifies his followers as those who love him and keep his commandments. Mm. Love always leads to obedience. Well, what clear identifying characteristics of the true church does God give? Are there any? We go to the book of Revelation and we're going to look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 17 first. Sure. The Bible says... And the dragon was enraged with a woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, Mm. so they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony Testimony of Jesus Jesus. Christ. Mm. And the dragon's very enraged against this this church. Yes, that's right. Women represent church here and... Yeah, he's enraged and he's um, going to make war with the church who keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus. Excellent. Reading on there, Hannah, in Revelation 14 and verse 12. Yes, here is the 
patient of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Again, keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Excellent. Identifying characteristics. The King James Version of the Bible uses the word remnant in Revelation twelve seventeen, where we read the rest of his offspring. Mm. To picture God's true church. Now, some translations, as we had just read, used it the other way, the rest of her offspring. But the word remnant literally means those who are left. Mm. In both the Old and the New Testaments, God has always had a group of people who lovingly obey him by keeping his commandments. And at the end of time, God will have a loyal, faithful people. You know, my my mum's quite a seamstress. She's um, always been an excellent um, sewer. And so mum would go to fabric shops Mm. and she would sometimes check on the uh, areas where they have the um, remnants that are left from the big bolt of cloth. Yes. Because... The prices are generally less. Yes. And she could find pieces that she could make different articles of clothing mm. from. So remnant, yes, in, in even the mat- when you're looking at material, it's what is left from that large bolt of cloth. Yes. Usually it's not many or not um, a lot. Mm. Just what is left. Yes. And it's interesting how that word is used here to describe God's faithful people Mm. having the same characteristics as what we would have read Mm. earlier in the book of Genesis. Well, what does the Apostle Paul call the New Testament church in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15? But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Mm. Here it's described as the pillar and ground of the truth. Yes, and it's the church of the living God. Mm. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Forever. So, same God, same truth. The New Testament church is based on the word or truth of God. In Matthew chapter 16 and 18, Hannah, if you would read that verse for us, what did Jesus promise here in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18? Yes, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hate shall not prevail against it. So Christ has a church, an organized group of faithful, obedient believers. Amen. How universal, Hannah, is Christ's last day church? How widespread will his end time message be preached? Hmm. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Hmm. It doesn't sound like one particular place. It's every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. That sounds like a worldwide message. Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. God's last day church preaching his final message must be an international movement proclaiming his truth to the world. Amen. Well, what is the central message of Christ's church today? Revelation 14, 6. We're just unpacking this verse. Yes. Then I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Wow. So this is the everlasting Everlasting gospel. Mm. Amen. Now, the gospel is the good news that Jesus has forgiven our sins, that through his death we can become the children of God. And that through his power, we can live transformed, obedient lives. What a powerful gospel. Amen. Amen. It's sometimes known as the story of redemption. Yes. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Mm. What a wonderful message to share with the world. Amen. Well, Hannah, what time period does God's last day church announce we are living in? In the next verse, Revelation 14 and verse 7. Yes. Um, Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Mm. It says that for the hour of his judgment has come. So judgment time has come. It's arrived. Yes. So the true church teaches Hannah, as you have emphasized there, we're living in the judgment hour, preliminary to the coming of Christ. Yes. It has an urgent message for the world. It is an Adventist church. It teaches that Christ came once and that he's coming again. Again. (laughs) Amen. In the light of the urgent end time message of the judgment hour, What are the three things that God's true church urges God's people to do in Revelation 14 and verse 7 again? Yes, say with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Yes, first um, Yeah, first part, it says, fear God. Mm. To fear God, Hannah, you can't fear. Well, fear God here means respect. Respect, yes. Reverence Mm. or obey God. Mm. But you can't fear God with reverence and respect if you don't know who he is. That that is so true. Mm. And so as we study the Bible, as we read about God in the Holy Scriptures, it builds a love for him, Mm. a reverence for him, a respect for him. And he's not a distant God, Mm. but he's a personal God. There's a personal relationship Mm. that begins with God. And in that, because we discover that he first loved us, we just love him back. And that fear, that reverence, that respect, and that worship, that adoration Mm. that we give back to him just 
flows. Mm. That's been my experience. Amen. It's same for me. You know, it's just not like we are afraid if we don't do this or do this. What you know, this is not a like a slavery kind of fear, but it is the love that motivate us and to um, yeah, love that change our heart that we would like to um, follow Him and you know um, please God as well. Amen. Wow. And the next point, Hannah, uh, that you found in that verse, so we fear God and then give glory to him. Give glory to God. And that is to honor him in all that we do, Mm. including eating, drinking, how we spend our time, just our whole person, our whole life. Mm. It's a message of obedience to God's physical and moral laws. When you think about when you love someone, you want to be with them, and you you enjoy doing similar things, mm. uh, whether it be a church family or someone, uh, a special friend, whether it be a special girlfriend or uh, someone in your life that you enjoy doing things together with. Yes. And when we love God, as you were bringing out before, we want to... Just do what he Mm. would want us to do. And it just flows through every aspect of our life. Yes, and it is a joy to do that. um, David said, I delight to do your will. And it becomes a joy for our life too. I like that, Hannah. And yes, it's definitely no burden. Mm. No burdensome, yes. And what else uh, did we find in that verse there? Um, We find... That fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of God's judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Mm. Worship the Creator God. Amen. The true church calls men and women to worship on the Bible Sabbath as a memorial of creation. Hannah. Uh, We may just look at a couple of extra verses on that aspect of God as our creator. Would you read for us Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11? Sure, it says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So he is our creator, worthy of worship. Yes. Now, Hannah... Let's go back to the Old Testament for another passage in the book of Exodus, chapter 20 and verses 8 through to 11. And we find ourselves in the midst of God's holy law, right there in the middle of his law. Would you read this beautiful commandment? Sure. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Wow. So right there in the heart of God's law, we find 
that the Sabbath mm. is God's memorial in time. He's related to spend that special time for us with him. Yes. That weekly Sabbath. Mm. It's an invitation to return to the Bible Sabbath of the seventh day, Saturday, the day that has been forgotten. Mm. That's the only verse that says, remember, start with remember. Maybe God knew that we may forget. <laughs> That's so true, Hannah. It seems to be part of our human nature, doesn't mm. it? Yes. To forget mm. and particularly forget God. Mm. What significant or important announcement is made in Revelation 14 and verse 8? And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, it's fallen, the great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So, Hannah, Babylon is a symbol of religious confusion. Mm. And wine in the scriptures here is a symbol of false doctrine that confuses the judgment. God's last day message calls us from falsehood to truth. Mm. Now, whom is Revelation's message a warning against worshipping in Revelation 14 and verse 9? Then the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand. So the Bible is telling us, it's warning us against worshipping the beast and his image. Yeah, we've got, we'll have further studies coming up to yes, identify right. that through the Holy Scriptures. Mm. But God gives always these warnings to us in love. Yes. He does not want us to be in darkness. Mm, mm. He wants to give us opportunity to make intelligent choices and to choose him mm. who is a God of love. Well, how can we avoid worshipping the beast? We've got a verse here in Revelation fourteen twelve that you read earlier, Hannah. Yes. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So there's something about being obedient mm. and by faith taking God at his word. The true church warns men and women not to accept the counterfeit worship mm. of the beast. And as I said before, we will be studying this in a future uh, lesson together, Hannah, and also the subject of the mark of the beast. The final crisis will be over worship. God calls us from the false to the true. He graciously invites us to worship the Creator on the seventh day Sabbath as a sign of our allegiance to Him. Mm. Now, according to Revelation's end-time message, what does the true church teach about death in Revelation 14, verse 13? It says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. So this is very important. Mm. The true church teaches the truth about death. Mm. It clearly reveals that death is a peaceful rest 
until Jesus returns. That's and true. in an earlier study, we were looking at that, what we're made up of. Yes. And we went to the book of Genesis mm-hmm. and we discovered that the dust plus the breath, breath, the breath of God or the spirit equals a living soul mm. or a living being or a living person. Yes. And that when one ceases to breathe, when death comes, it's creation in reverse. Mm. And so let's have a look here at John chapter 14, verses 1 through to 3. What promises can we find from the Holy Scriptures about hope? For those that have gone to rest and hope for those that have lost loved ones. Mm. John 14 verse 1 to 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That is a wonderful promise, Hannah. That's such a comforting promise. Mm. He said, Jesus said, I will come again. And when God makes a promise, he's faithful. Yes, he's he's very faithful, Hannah. And the moment he speaks... That is a reality. Mm. He said it. He will. He will follow For, through. Yes. Amen. There's another promise in First Thessalonians chapter four, verses sixteen and seventeen. And Hannah, you could read verse eighteen as well. Sure. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse sixteen and seventeen yes. and eighteen. Yeah. It says, For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the crowd uh, to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. This is the blessed hope. Amen. He's promised he's coming back. Mm. And he will fulfill his promise. Amen. It is a comfort. It is. Uh, you know, the Bible says, comfort one another with these words. I don't think there are um, other places that um, Paul particularly said comfort with this. This is very, very, um, yeah, gives us hope. It's an encouraging words as well. Amen, Hannah. Thank you for sharing that. Also, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 to 54. The Bible says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead would be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Really brings out that we are mortal, Hmm. subject to death. Because in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 16, it says that only God has immortality. But here God is telling us that when he comes, he will give us that gift of 
immortality. Amen. This mortal will put on immortality. Mm. We will not have the blind will see, the dumb will sing, the deaf will hear, and the lame man will leap like a heart. Praise God. What a wonderful promise. Mm. What a wonderful hope, blessed hope to look forward to. Yes. Well, what end time prediction regarding his church did Jesus make in John 10 and verse 16, Hannah? Sure. John 10 verse 16, it says, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So Christ's true followers are scattered among many different religious denominations. At the time of the end, Jesus makes his final appeal to gather them in his Christ-centered, Bible-based, Sabbath-keeping Adventist movement. There's some characteristics of God's true church and perhaps we could leapfrog them together, Hannah. Yeah. Um, would you like to start us off? You read the first one and yes. I'll share the second. It is a worldwide movement. It proclaims the everlasting gospel. It teaches that we are living in a judgment hour and emphasizes that Jesus is coming soon. It leads men and women to obey God's commandments. It teaches men and women to give glory to Him in what they eat or drink. It helps them to understand the necessity of uh, refraining from alcohol, tobacco and unclean foods. It explains the significance of worshipping our loving Creator on the seventh day Sabbath. It leads men and women out of religion, religious confusion to God's truth. It warns against accepting any sign of human authority, the mark of the beast, for example, in the place of God's word. It teaches that death is a peaceful rest until the resurrection. Hannah, you know, there's only one religious movement in all the world that is preaching these heaven-sent messages of Revelation 14, which is known as the Three Angel Message. Yes. There is only one church in all the world that is urgently proclaiming the truths of the Three Angels Message, mm. the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The Seventh-day Adventist Church is not merely another denomination. It's not merely another religious body littering the landscape of churches. It's a divine movement of destiny raised up by God. It's a prophetic movement proclaiming God's last day truth. You know, when you follow God's word, that's the promise, he said, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Let's just have a look at a few extra verses before we uh, finish our study today. Sure. I love this verse in Isaiah 8.20. It's a wonderful promise that we can claim. Isaiah 8.20 says, To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, this it is because there is no light. In them. Wonderful guidance. Mm. We can test everything by God's word. Yes. 
And God's word is true and faithful. Yes, it does not lie or contradict. It will not lead us astray. Mm. I like that. When we're searching for truth. Yes, amen. Well, what about also, Hannah, of James chapter 2 and verse 10? Yes, James chapter 2 verse 10. It says, For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. Mm. We can't say this, say that, you know, this commandment we can ignore or, you know, we don't have to follow all the things. Even if we shall keep um, nine of them, but not one, um, it's still we are guilty of all. Every one is important. Mm. That's what God is telling us. Mm. I'm so glad we can understand these things from God's word. Yes. What about First John chapter 2 and verse 3, Hannah? What else does God say? First John chapter 2 and verse 3. Yes, it says, Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. That's very powerful. So we want to know God. That's why we're studying the Bible. Yes. And in knowing God will always lead, as we've uh, discovered through this study today, leads us to love him and obey him. Mm. And, of course, how to obey him we find in, right in his law. Mm. And he wants to write that holy law upon our hearts and minds so that we will delight in him. Hannah, what about um, John chapter 17 and verse 17? Yes, John 17 verse 17. It says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Hmm. It's a small verse, but a very powerful verse. Yes, by your truth. And your word is true. Mm. So from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation 22, it's packed. Yes, truth. Mm. And what about mm, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23? It's good to look at extra verses all over the scriptures. Yes, Proverbs 23, verse 23. The Bible says... Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Wow. So it's so valuable. You must hang on to it. Yes. That's something you don't want to part with Mm. unless you're going to share it with someone else. That's right. That's a powerful verse from wise King Solomon. Well, what about Psalm 119 and verse 142? This is the longest chapter, isn't it? It is the longest (laughs) chapter in the Bible. Yes. 142, it says, Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Mm. It will never change, because God is a God of truth Mm. and justice. Amen. The same every generation. Well, let's go back to the book of John. Uh, The Gospel of John, John chapter 8 and verse 32. Yes, 
it says, "And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." Amen. So, from our Lord Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and knowing the truth that will set you free. Yes. We can have full confidence、mm. as we study His Word. Yes. And we invite the Holy Spirit to guide us, that He will guide us into、mm. all truth. Well. I'd like to make a choice about this today, and I pray that as you're listening, that this may be your choice as well. And、uh, just reading, Lord, I thank you for preserving the chain of truth through the centuries. I dedicate my life to follow your truth and sincerely desire to discover your true church. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance of your guidance. I pray that would be your decision as you listen, and that's my decision. Yes, my decision too. Amen. Let us close this study with prayer. Our loving heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of truth, and that you, your longing and desire is for each one of us to have that personal. Intimate relationship with you, to trust you, to love you, and to obey you. We thank you that you love us first, and you have given your life so that we may also have a life that measures with yours. The promise of life eternal, that wonderful assurance that when you come again at the second coming, our life will be restored, and that those that have Gone to rest, that they will rise to never-ending eternal life.、Mm. Heavenly Father, bless our listeners. We pray, may Your Holy Spirit guide them to know You, to love You, to trust You, and to obey You. And we thank You, Lord, that You are leading us, that we may have that fullness of joy, because in Your presence is fullness of joy. Teach us continually through your word, and thank you for showing us the way. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and Hannah, I've really enjoyed this study. Thank you. We pray that you'll come back and listen again. But until then, may God bless you and go in peace. Questions or comments about any of the programs you've heard? You can call 3ABN Australia Radio within Australia on 02-4973-3456, or from outside of Australia on country code 612-4973-3456. Our email address is radio at 3ABN Australia. 
abn.org.au. That is radio at the number 3 ABN Australia, all one word, .org.au. Our postal address is 3ABN Australia Inc, PO Box 752, Morissette, New South Wales 2264, Australia. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways, and step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways and step. By step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days, and I will follow you all of my days, and I will follow you all of my days, and step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. That was Step by Step by Arca Peldridge. Up next, Fountain View Academy will sing, He Leadeth Me.
at the Health Training School at Centre for Health in Bulgaria. And with me today is Emily Toba. Welcome, Emily, to the program. Hi, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here with you today. Good. Now, Emily, you're here in Bulgaria, but can you tell me where you're from originally? Okay, so I'm from Mauritius. It's the beautiful island in the Indian Ocean. Okay, that's yes. off the side of Africa, is that exactly, the one? Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. So, can you tell me, how come you are way over here in Bulgaria from Mauritius? Well, as just uh, just like you said it, uh, here it's a health school. Okay. So I came here to learn more about um, health, lifestyle and good um, information to get about how to get healthy. Okay, so you've come here to learn those things. So, what kind of things are you learning? Okay, so basically, um, we're learning about um, good health lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What are the things that in our culture that we have been learning, we have been used to. Okay. But now we are re- realizing that it's not that good for mm-hmm. our health. Mm-hmm. And we are kind of learning again what are the good things to do every day to be healthier. Okay, so what are some examples? For example, well, I've been growing in an, in an Adventist family and I've been hearing a lot about the remedies, about mm-hmm. um, good things that you need to do, exercise, eat healthy food, mm-hmm. um, get fresh air or even be in the sunlight. But here we really learn how it's really healthy for your body and how your body reacts to it, how it's really good for you. So all these things that I've been hearing about and learning just a little bit now i'm really going in deep about okay. this information okay so you're getting a, a better understanding exactly in depth for exactly. these things mm-hmm. so the things like exercise like mm-hmm. nutrition Ex- exactly how yeah. about rest okay rest um, yes. sunlight okay even the spiritual part uh, mm. behind being healthy ah. so this is also an important part that we see here in the health school okay so quite a variety of different things exactly yeah right that sounds very good mm-hmm. are you actually trying some of these things for yourself well um i've been here for just a little bit of time yes but i can seriously see that what i've been learning mm-hmm. and trying to apply little by little in my life mm-hmm. um here it's helping me for oh. example okay 
Um, I can see that the food that we are eating here is changing and helping me for the skin. Oh. I've been losing some weight. Wow. I can feel even when we go outside sometimes in the morning to get the sunlight. You have your whole day where you're happier, you feel good. And even about the rest, as I was telling you, mm. at night we go to sleep at a good time. Mm -hmm. And then we have this, or this whole time to sleep and wake up in the morning. So you can see the change in your mood, in your how you, you are the whole day. You don't feel tired, you don't feel sad, you, you feel really healthier. So that's how I've been applying it in my in my life, and I can see the difference physically and also spiritually. Okay, so this is only just in the short time that you've been here. Short You're noticing time. all of this. Yes, and I know that the best is yet to come. <laughs> that's good. Wow, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's encouraging you learning that and experiencing that so quickly, the changes. Yeah, because um, it's been um, an everyday exercise that we're doing, mm -hmm. like eating healthier, doing the exercises every day, going mm -hmm. to the sunlight, and also the friendship, the new people that you meet here, sharing these experiences together, helping each ah. other. So all of this just makes you feel better yes. in your body and also in your in your mind to mm -hmm. be spiritually also closer to God mm -hmm. because you have this, this uh, experience, this knowledge that you're gaining. Mm -hmm. And maybe you cannot see it mm -hmm. through the radio, but if you were here with us in Bulgaria, for example, there are people listening to us, like mm. you'll see the environment, which yeah. is really fresh. Mm. We're surrounded by trees, by fresh air, and all of this just helps you a lot. Wow. I think anyone listening to this is going to wish they were here oh, with us yes. so they could experience all these benefits. Yeah, that's really, really good. Here. Yeah, now I like what you brought up about the fact that when you're here in a class, and everyone is trying to do these, um, mm -hmm. apply these principles of healthy living. When they're doing that, they can all share and encourage one another. And you've yeah. got like that social support network here exactly. in this class while you're trying to make those changes. Mm -hmm. We're like kind of a community like yes. already because maybe some of us are not really used to exercising. Yeah. So when we go together, we are encouraging the other. Mm. And we sometimes during our breaks, we go outside and play together. Mm -hmm. So this bonding that we have mm -hmm. also help us yes. um, to 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 exercise these things that we are learning every day. Yes, yes, that's very good. Now, a few times you've mentioned that something about the spiritual connection to these health things. Mm -hmm. Can you go into that a little bit more? Tell me, how, how are you finding that health is having some sort of spiritual link? Can you explain that? Well, there's two, two things that I've been seeing is that, first of all, um, I'm from a city in okay. Mauritius, and mm -hmm. I've been growing with like a lot of, um, things around me like um, an a hectic, active lifestyle. Oh, yes. mm -hmm. Here, it's really help you to to relax and mm. see things di differently and mm -hmm. have more time disconnected to all these things and connected to God. Okay. So this special time that you have for yourself, mm. you share it with God and this also helps you. Um, for me, it has been helping me sp spiritually. 
But not only that, with all the classes that we have every day, mm. we can see that these remedies that we have been learning about, it's mm. not something that just uh, like men came out with these ideas. Okay. We have been learning that this is the lifestyle that God has been um, creating for us mm. as from the beginning in the Bible. Ah. So these remedies are not something that we have been thinking about. These come from the Bible. And right. you can see that um, how God was loving us so much and he gave us all these things mm. just for us to be healthy. And, um, for example, when you think he created the light, he created the air, he created these vegetables, these herbs and everything for you yes. just to be healthy mm-hmm. and being here and seeing all of that, learning all of this mm. just helps you to understand how God is, is love. Amazing. How, how he just wants you to be healthy. Yes. And he just wants you to be happy. Wow. That's incredible that you're actually in the whole the whole health thing, you're actually discerning God's love for us. Yeah, and that's it. Maybe we, we sometimes we, dis- uh, we, we don't associate God and health. Yes. Like, not really. How, mm-hmm. how is it? Mm. But it's all about the same thing. Mm. It's all about the same thing. It's all about His love for us. Mm. And Him wanted us to be healthy yes. and to be happy. Yes. So it's all, about, it's all about His love for yeah. us. Well, that's very special, very deep too. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That is, you explained that very well. Now, what would you say if there's someone who, who you met, say, who's thinking about their lifestyle and thinking they need to make some improvements? Mm-hmm. What, what would you recommend from your experience? Because you've had some experience in changing your lifestyle, you explained yeah. just before. So what would you say to them in terms of how to get started mm-hmm. or any bits of advice that you might have for those people? Okay, so well, first of all, I think that even if we're not here in a in a beautiful place like that, a perfect environment, mm-hmm. and we are in another city, mm-hmm. being healthy it's a it's an everyday concern. I want to be better. I want to lose okay. weight. I want to be happier. Mm. So everybody get concerned about it. Yes. The difference is that when I got here, all this information mm. that really helped me. So ah. the first step would be really to to read about it read and understand what is the meaning of that, how it helps me. So it's about getting the knowledge, first of all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get the knowledge about it. And you don't have to come to, to a center to get it. You have so much books. Yes. The Bible itself just explains you all of this. Mm-hmm. So you can be, first of all, getting the knowledge. Okay. Second thing is that I can see that sometimes we just want to um, learn about this and then change everything radically in our life. For some people, that might work. Okay. But I guess, like, for example, for me, just yes. changing everything at a, at a one time would be difficult in, in my daily life when I get out of here. Ah. So I think that it might be like going step by step. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every day, um, doing more exercises, going a little bit more in the sunlight, little by little. Mm. And then you'll see the change and then you'll really... Uh, give importance to that mm. and then you're going to be healthier like little by little but it's not like a big change that you want to do in your life because maybe you get my you, you might get bored or even not see the changes or things like that so it's better to go little by little and then see the change progressively okay okay so taking step by step 
Exactly. That's uh-huh. the word. Step by step. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. I think that's very, you know, practical common sense advice for people yeah. because sometimes it can be very daunting to make a whole lot of changes, mm-hmm. but one step at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe for some people it might work changing everything at a time. Yeah. It might work. Okay. I'm not saying not. But for me, um, being yeah. in another culture before and getting everything changed at once, it might be difficult. Yes. So if someone is listening and seeing his lifestyle just like mine before, maybe it might be step by yeah. step that we should yeah. move on. Okay, thank you. That's very. I think that's very good advice that hopefully some people will find helpful. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the program today. Thank you for receiving me. We've been listening to Emily Toba here in Bulgaria. She's from Mauritius and she's been sharing about her experience with learning about a healthy lifestyle and experiencing the benefits. We've been recording on site here at Bulgaria at the training school associated with Centre for Health. I'm your host, Casey Butler, and thank you once again for listening to Healthy Living Around the World. God bless you. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.